0: don't want to see it coming on in 20 minutes can't wait around to see it
1: it video it's the only way
0: to get what you want to watch when you want to watch it action adventure horror comedy drama suspense romance great entertainment Always a great value. How did what you wanna watch? I heard you on my wireless back in 52. Lying awake intent and tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. Oh, oh They took the credit for your second symphony. Supernova scene I met the children What did you tell them? Video kill the radio star Video kill the radio star in my mind and in my car We caught tree wine we've gone too far Woo!
1: Hey everyone Welcome to another dish of the film room This is one that we've been planning for a while. Yeah, this was going to be kind of our uh, nostalgia cast because I'll be turning 30 at the uh, end of February, so... Because of the sad fact that Blockbuster is closing its physical doors. They will continue
2: in various forms, and I think some of the franchisees still have the rights to use the
1: name. Oh, good. So they can continue.
2: Yeah, there's, there's still a few Blockbusters
1: out there, and they will continue on. I mean some are successful blockbuster isn't the end-all be-all of video stores but it's they're a giant and when a giant closes its doors well you know <laughs> it's a sad day it, it's it's the uh it's the death knell of the industry yeah pretty much there are plenty of other independent stores again you know like we just mentioned uh, they are you know, not just Blockbuster, but everywhere. And, you know, we'll be plugging the ones that are local to us. Um, we encourage you to go out and find and support uh, those few remaining. You know, just, just keep this little thing alive. But, you know, we're not here to talk about the sad times. We're here to talk about the good times. We are indeed. We're going to start way, way back. we going to fire up the way, way back machine. Video stores loom large in both of our... Histories.
2: Honestly, it's when you say what's your first memory of a video store. It's as easy to say what's your first memory,
1: right? You know, not not just in our childhoods, but in our lives as a whole. You know, even up until this point, my first video store was in veersburg Indiana. It was a nice little store. uh They had a nice little setup. I distinctly remember a Silence of the lampposter poster in the window. Wow. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, you it know, shows you how far back that is. Yeah, and that's one of those things you know, it looked you know like a horror movie poster, and uh it's nothing I thought I would ever see or like. But, you know, funny how that works out. The system was when you'd rent a movie, like you'd take a you'd take a movie off the shelf, you'd go up to the thing, and they'd exchange the cover for like just like a blank box with the title of the movie written in marker and yeah, the movie inside. I think that's the way it was with most, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was for me. I have to go back to Houston. Uh, hmm. uh, it was definitely
2: that way for a lot of the ones there. Uh, it was that way for a lot of the ones in you know just in general. And it honestly, a lot of them still work that way. A lot of the
1: independents
2: still work that way to some degree.
1: Hmm. Wow. But yeah, I remember. I also remember they the part of that system was. If you saw a box and it had a rubber band over it, that meant it was taken. It was already checked out. I remember the Viersburg store had, like, always, 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 there was, like, a TV behind... It was, like, a little living room set up behind the counter. There was, like, an armchair. I think it was family run. Like, some member of the family would be sitting in the armchair just watching one of the movies from the, from the inventory. All the time. All the time, there would be a movie on... Kevin Smith was not lying to you people. No. And, you know, that looms large in my memories of video stores in general. Just that little setup that they had. I think it was almost the standard setup
2: for every video store. Because that was certainly how they were. Really? uh, You know, obviously not the big chain stores. But, you know, the smaller stores, that was how it was for us.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. But, yeah, you know, it's. I think that's a signifier that these people really loved what they were doing and uh, believed in what they were doing. You know, keeping up with the new releases and saying, you know, so that they could recommend, Yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, this one, this one sucks. But yeah, the that was my first video store. You know, it's got a lot of children's rentals out of that one. What was your first one? Uh, my first
2: one was a store in uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, off Jones Road. My memories are eh, a few years older, but, uh, you know, very similar. Again, the same setup. I just remember the standees. I remember... Oh, yes. The the posters. I remember all of
1: it. I mean, I remember that it all was kind of fascinating to me. Back in the day, they went a little more out to promote a new release. Toward the end, it's just up. They're on the wall. That's enough.
2: No. Back then, they'd have these really elaborate standees that were almost on par with what you see in theaters today. Um, Yeah. By the way, is it just me, or have the theater standees gotten so much more impressive of late? They kind of have. That's come back big time.
1: Yeah, like the recent uh, Captain America one actually has like a little plastic replica of the shield sticking out of it. Yeah, that one's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to see that. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. The, uh... The things that I remember
2: about it were, I mean, I remember all the posters on the wall. I remember, it's one of those things, I remember how bizarre the set of releases was. Like, it wasn't bizarre as a kid, what movies were there. But, I mean, we almost forget as adults, just, the late 1980s were still a time when video wasn't quite as homogenous as it is now. So, video stores would stop weird titles for kids and adults, the studios still weren't quite sure what to make of it.
1: Yeah, I think direct-to-video was basically born out of the uh, out of the video store movement. And hey, it still continues today. You know, it's a distribution model. Yeah, you know, for different reasons. Well, I mean, it was the death of the grindhouse that led to direct-to-video. That's true. That's true. There's a one-to-one there. But yeah, speaking of weird releases, uh, let's talk about some of the like most prominent, like specific things. I think the big one that uh, we both remember, and all of you probably do too, is uh, Cartoon All-Stars.
0: Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue is the powerful story of a teenager dealing with drug and alcohol abuse. Some of your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol... And ruin your life, so watch the program. talk about it with your family and make the right decision. Stay away from drugs and alcohol.
2: Oh man, you know it's funny <laughs> you should say this um film threats, bootleg files that's their topic this week. is that uh episode
1: <laughs> For those who don't know, it's an hour long movie where was it just say no or was it it was one of those anti smoking campaigns like anti drug campaign. yeah, yeah. And they basically took all of the popular animated cartoons at the time. The Chipmunks. Oh,
0: what's that funny smell? My guess would be marijuana.
1: The Ninja Turtles. Drugs, bud. Your brain must be, like, really messed up. The Muppet Babies.
0: Drugs can take you up and make you feel okay for a while.
1: Everything that was in TV animation at the time, pretty much. Uh, I... Th- think bugs bunny was in there yes bugs bunny was absolutely in there what is a joint the smurfs i think were in there garfield was definitely in there interesting fact garfield
2: is the reason the show can never be repeated really see they've cleared all the rights ex- oh shit except for garfield um oh shit jim davis was a, was a good sport about it and said i won't sue you
1: You can't run
2: it again.
0: Hey, going through life with a blue lampshade is work enough. Wake me when the lasagna comes.
1: (sighs) They didn't get permission?
2: Well, I think they got permission from the animation studio. They didn't get permission from Davis. From Paws Inc., right. Mm -hmm. And since Jim Davis is... uh... Look, I I don't exactly have the most respect for the man's creative intent here, okay? I love Garfield (sighs) to death. I don't exactly respect the man's creative uh, instincts. Um, uh, he, uh, you know, so he said, okay, you, you know, this is a good cause, and also I'm not going to sue you over this, but, yeah, you can't repeat this.
1: Damn. Well, that stinks. Oh, d- don't worry. it's It survives to this day. Just run to YouTube. I've seen it since, uh, I think, a few years ago. Uh, me and a lot of internet friends, you know, Ramon and Colin and... Uh, uh, Hey guys They'll probably be on in a few weeks Like took a look back at that And just the songs and the General batshit Insaneness of it But yeah I mean It had everybody in there Everybody that Uh, Cross Studio, and... You know, looking back, it was like, it's the most fucking bizarre thing ever. It is. Like, Nostalgia Critic covers it well. We're gonna post a link to his his review of it. But, you know, talking... Seeing your favorite characters talking about, like, real-life problems. Drugs. Toto, something tells me we're not in
2: cartoon territory anymore. Yeah, it's surreal. Also... Uh, like, of uh, the Ninja Turtles Okay, the Ninja Turtles were extremely popular at that time And mm-hmm. They chose the worst possible Ninja Turtle To uh, try and uh, give you an anti-drug message
1: It's Michelangelo, isn't it? Yes Worst possible turtle uh, No, he's the party animal You don't You don't Michelangelo's the one who was obviously stoned Oh, April What I really wanted
2: was
0: a tea and toast pizza <laughs> yeah.
2: And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. I'm an I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan to this day. Um guys go out and read the IDW comic series if you haven't read it. It's great. I need to. It's awesome. I mean, I really still love the the Ninja Turtles. But let's face it, Michelangelo was always kind of the character who looking back at it in retrospect, yeah, he was obviously supposed to be a stoner. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just makes him
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah maybe this was part of his rehab
2: yes 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 he had to, <laughs> that's why he had to do it that's why he had to do it uh that's right <laughs> but yeah you're you're right it was this weird special i remember that it was a free rental at
1: several video stores huh really i don't remember whether it was for ours but you know because i wasn't the one paying the money but damn yeah i could see i could see how that would be and can I admit that the message of that special was completely lost on me? It was
2: like, yeah, yeah, drugs are bad. Save. Hey, all my favorite characters are playing together. Cool,
1: sweet. They're singing. Woo! Yeah, exactly. The nostalgia critic talks about being disappointed with it, but I really was not. Honestly, looking back on it, it's pretty impressive. I, I think it's, I, I, I think it deserves
2: credit. It's a wacky idea, but you know. And, yeah, it probably works best if you're uh, doing shots while watching <laughs> it. I'm sure there's a great drinking game to be played out of it. But, you know, it is good that the the
1: special is beautifully animated. It's, it's really well done, and I think it does its job. It does. You know, as an adult, it doesn't really hold up as well as it does as a kid. But, you know, it's not going to. No, it's not for us. No, it's not. Uh, it's for our younger selves. Yeah. But anyway, that's that. I think you mentioned, like, favorite distributors. FHE was a big one. FHE had the Ninja Turtles. Fuck yeah, they did. I remember renting a lot of them. I think most prominent in my memory is, you know, the fact that they also distributed the movies. Mm hmm Well, they did the first one. They had the first Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, they did. Yeah, they didn't do the uh, subsequent ones.
2: No, the the way that it worked was okay. The first Ninja Turtles movie went to F A G. The second one went to Columbia. The third one went to. By that point, New Line had their own home video uh outlay.
1: Ah, yeah, right. So that's how it worked. Today, all three movies are distributed by Warner Brothers. So,
0: hmm,
1: weird. Oh yeah, yeah, because they own Loon Line now. Yeah, so that's that's how that works. Weird how uh things change like that, but indeed yeah and you mentioned i think you last night you also mentioned high tops a name i had not heard in years and i remember them prominently because of a little rental called uh ronald mcdonald in mctreasure island or something like i that. remember that yes the i remember a lot of little tidbits But the one prominent thing I remember is quicksand. Oh,
0: man. Well, it's kind of wet and sticky, like mud. Uh,
2: is it real easy to sink into, Ronald?
1: It sure is, Grimace, and it happens real fast. That's why it's called quicksand! Perilous quicksand. That's right. All the characters face certain death. Well, that's a way to sell you uh, McNuggets.
2: That's right. I should note. I looked up uh, the ownership of that company, and that was owned by uh, Charles Band. The uh, legendary, uh, started out as a theatrical filmmaker, direct-to-video, Full Moon Entertainment. That's him. It was uh, part of his media empire. Well, media was the name of his video company. They distributed a lot of the Charlie Brown specials. Yeah. Which is how I was familiar with them. Because I watched a lot of Charlie Brown specials growing up.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. For those who are curious, this is very much our giant look back in in the things that we're nostalgic about. So, Mm -hmm. you knew what you were getting into. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) But yeah, High Tops was one that I I knew a lot of. Oh, man. Um, They did a lot of videos. Of course, I was a mark for anything with the Disney logo. Oh, yes, of course it didn't matter if it was the most ill-conceived thing on earth, such as Too Smart for Strangers.
0: Mm -hmm. 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 Too Smart for Strangers, that's me, Winnie the Pooh. I'm a bear who takes care Everywhere, and so should you
2: be too. That was another one of those PSA things where the point was kind of missed because it's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to mock that because, you know, not to fall back on constantly citing uh, Brad Jones. In this case, he reviewed that special, and we'll, we'll post a link to his review of that. But no, anything with the Disney logo, I would rent. And I would rent it yes. in a heartbeat. So I, I saw so many. Like the cole- the collections of classic cartoons, Disney was good about getting their old cartoons out.
1: Yeah, Uh Win- Winnie the Pooh I remember being a big rental. Oh, me too. Especially there wasn't there like a show with like a live action Winnie the Pooh yeah. wraparound.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So, welcome to Pooh Corner. That's Too Smart for Strangers was their episode about um, stranger danger, and hmm. I'm sorry to say this. To some degree, pedophilia.
0: What if somebody does grab me? Then scream and kick and bite, fight with all your might, and try to get away. And then go tell a grown up. Righty-roo,
2: little buddy. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, they talk about the idea of strangers touching you in inappropriate places.
0: But who, and what do I do if somebody tries to touch me that way? If anybody tries to touch you anywhere in a not okay way, tell them no.
1: Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> it's
2: bad. <sighs> if I had, if we had the time, I would pause this, have you watch the review, and then. We'd come back so that you could try to figure out what the hell you've just seen. We don't. Oh, my God. But uh, that that's one of the things that's out there. The full thing is on YouTube. Well, in that case, I'd have you watch the actual special. Yeah, that that Welcome to Pooh Corner, I remember from the Disney Channel, because I used to watch that all the time. I, I was a Winnie the Pooh junkie as a kid. And again, just to point to my adulthood, I uh, have se- I did see the new movie in theaters. If you get the chance, I highly recommend it. It's only 63 minutes. And it's just good classic Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, we have it. I need to watch it.
2: Uh, Jim Cummings is still the voice of uh, Pooh and Ticker. Oh, good. So, <laughs> it, it's still right. It's still right. So, that I mean, that was one that I remember. Um, I'll tell you one that I really remember was the oddball, um, like, the uh, kids' classics. Did you have any of those? What were those? A lot of times it was public domain stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of the old max fleischer superman cartoons
1: mm, right sort of kind of i remember uh like actually like buy my parents actually buying like Mutt and jeff mm-hmm. stuff, like, stuff that. like that i used to love those yeah 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 absolutely anything that they could uh put out on video for free yeah
2: um, we need to stress the the public domain was a big thing about early video. Mm-hmm. I will note I'm always kind of floored that the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons are public domain. I I just keep thinking surely there's something that isn't making that okay. Um, have you seen those? But no, I haven't. Oh man, they're they're gorgeous. I wish they could do like a theatrical release of them so that people could appreciate fully. They're absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I mean, with all the legal troubles that the creators have had with uh, Warner Brothers over the years, it's kind of surprising. Public
2: domain is weird, but and Warner Brothers does have their own release of them. I should confirm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember that. They, they, the reason that I bring them up, especially, and Nathan, this is for Nathan, Hillary, this is for y'all. (laughs) to nod to my siblings hi guys there is a video that they did where it was uh like a sing-along island or something i don't know the exact name of it um and i will find a link we're gonna post a link this is gonna be a link heavy episode y'all um oh god yeah and it was these people singing and it was just i mean it was public domain songs and all that and songs that they wrote themselves it was 22 minutes it was as cheap as they come it was silly it was campy but I loved it as a kid, so
1: there you go. Did you did you watch any of the We Sing videos? Oh yeah, I watched those. Oh yes. Looking back, those are the strangest fucking things. They
0: were. No color will speak to any other color. Don't worry, silly Wim. You'll find a way to get everyone back together again. You're right. Let's go see the bitty booties.
1: I re- I I remember we owned a copy of like the Christmas one. The elf flying around on the little snowflake thing.
0: Out, thumb my We wish you a merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: It was weird stuff. It was.
2: You also had all those like weird TV episodes of like weird shows. Um, one of the video stores that I went to had the 1970s Spider-Man TV show. The live action one or um, the uh... the live action one?
1: Oh my god!
2: No, not the awesome animated one that was great. No, the, the weird live action <laughs> one. Uh, wow, there's a reason that doesn't have a DVD release.
1: No, I've seen clips from it. It's uh, it's atrocious. It's less Spider Man and more. <sighs> I don't even know. Like it doesn't it doesn't revolve around heroics. I don't even know why he bothers to put on the suit. And then when he does it, he's walking with that whole
2: ass-in-the-air thing, (laughs) because they were clearly doing it so that he would be, like, walking on, like, for wall-crawling. It was hilarious. I am obviously not on a flat surface, no. Yeah. Let's all be grateful they waited until now
1: to do the movies. Thank God, yeah. So, I mean, that was some of the weird stuff that they had. I remember, I kind of regret not renting the Gumby movie, but I remember it had, like, a huge box. Yeah, it was a clamshell yes clamshells oh man that's something
2: that everybody talks about when they do these casts and we might as well too yeah remember the yeah clamshells
1: yeah we still have some of those all the disney movies came in those the only comparison i can come up with today was that you know some videos were in like just the uh, standard cardboard box and some were in the clamshells and today they have you know the uh when you buy a video, they just come in the box and some have slip covers those were like the slip covers of those days they were puffy they were big and puffy and plastic and were deformed if you crushed them yeah the <laughs> the,
2: the stereotype was that you would either have the genuine kids classics um i remember babe was a clamshell movie uh, mm-hmm. and rightly so um or you would have the um boy this isn't even remotely deserving of that uh, like um the magic Voyage the uh Christopher Columbus animated movie that went direct to video here uh yeah that was that was common, yeah,
1: yeah that was the thing. i re- I remember the Gumby movie one being especially huge, and that was pretty cool. I was a big fan of Gumby back in the day once uh, uh my sister rented, but i en- I also enjoyed where the ramona uh the Ramona and Beza show mm mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, you know they would just adapt the Beverly Cleary books straight into an episode of that show. That was pretty cool. I remember that. I was uh, I was a big fan of uh, Beverly Cleary, and those were pretty good.
2: Uh, Sarah mm-hmm. Polly actually played uh, Ramona mm-hmm. on those. Oh, nice. The uh, director slash actress uh, who was so awesome in Splice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she she was Ramona. So that was.
1: That was cool. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah she,
2: nice. Yeah, that was that was probably one of her first jobs. of... Uh, you mentioned one, by the way, that uh, I'm. this is totally a throwback for uh, my, my sister, and that is
1: Barbie and the Rockers. Barbie and the Rockers.
2: God, you too on that one? I had a sister. We watched it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only saw it once, and it was at like a babysitter's. But I remember bringing it up, like, this was, this was, like, years ago, uh, even this, even bringing it up later. But I remember, uh, at some point, uh, when I was, like, 13, 12 or 13, I was like, do you remember, like, a Barbie animated special that, where they, like, sang in outer space? She's like, uh, no. I swear to God it exists. Like, okay. I don't remember it. Yeah, and then seeing that box, it's like, that was the one! Yeah, yeah, I I remembered it very clearly. (laughs) Um, Yes, I don't remember much happening. No,
2: I don't either. I mean, I remember that it existed. You don't get much beyond that, but... Right. I obviously wasn't watching. Ironically, it occurs to me now as an adult, it's like, yeah, I wasn't watching. But I was likely reading uh, Archie comics, so, you know... Right. The masculinity question is a little uh, out there. Uh, (laughs) Note, for those who are wondering, this is not intended as a slam on Archie Comics. I've got a giant thousand-page digest that just came out uh, sitting in my closet that I've been reading.
1: Nor is it really a slam on Barbie, but, you know, it was what it was. It
2: was what it was. Uh, One thing that we got to talk about is the video store that uh, we would probably most frequent, I mean, I don't know if this was the case for you, but it certainly was for me, was grocery stores
1: yeah they often had their own little uh their own little section for that and that was great what i remember is that the stores near me would go all out on it yeah i think that actually does a nice segue into the second video store that i remember the like the one in walmart in harrisonville i forgot it was called blowout video that's right i don't even think it was like official walmart i think it was like somebody licensing a space in walmart yeah, Walmart, they made a
2: few entries into the market, but they never
1: tried very hard. No, no. God, quite a few memories of that one. I remember um, I remember the layout for that one. I don't remember the layout for the Veersburg store, except the horror section, which of course looms large. I think we have talked about that a little bit in the horror cast. We did. Mm. But yeah, I just remember like the horror section was kind of right behind the children's section. And they were like wire wireframe shelves, so you could see through everything. Oh, that's not even the worst of it. When the movie Candyman came out, uh, or one of its sequels, they had like a full standee that you know part of the part of the movie is if you say Candyman into a mirror like six times, then he'll appear. They had a standee with a mirror and the words Candyman written six times. You know where they placed it? Right. Not at the end of the horror aisle. They placed it right at the end of the children's aisle. I mean, just why? I
2: don't even know. <sighs> What's funny is that uh the uh killer in that movie actually wasn't all that frightening. <clears throat> note I'm not saying that the film itself wasn't frightening. I've never seen it, although I've actually heard it was very good. Um it's from mm-hmm. a Clive Barker's story and it came from talented people. Uh uh, but uh, the killer in it was uh, Tony Todd, who's done a lot of work, and uh, he's an inti- he was a death in uh, Final Destination. Well, like they never officially said that he was, but he was implied to be uh, the Grim Reaper in it. Ha! Huh. Interesting. The first Final Destination is really a pretty damn good movie. Uh, I, if you've never seen it, ignore. You almost have to ignore the test screening created uh, ending, but it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, he's the killer. Or he's the Grim Reaper in hmm. that, so to speak. He's a mortuary he's an undertaker who's implied to be the Grim Reaper. Interesting. Yeah.
1: That's just really that's bad placement there. It is. I don't get their motivation for that. But yeah, that store uh I remember discovering the fact that there's a for better or for worse cartoon. Oh man, I actually looked that up as one of the things I was looking up. It's going to be cool, Mike. My old man lets me do whatever I want. I can stay out late and he doesn't care. I remember his not being that bad. Well, kind of clunky, but I mean, you know, had to be better than the strip. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I mean the the strip wasn't my favorite. It was not my favorite. It's one I read, but just but the, one of the things that impressed me about the strip was that the characters actually aged. Yeah. That that's quite impressive to me. Until the crisis, crisis. Yeah, there's a there's been a uh, reboot
2: of that universe now with.
1: Oh no. It's
2: bizarre. It's 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 really bizarre. The uh, the creator lost her mind essentially. So. Oh no. Great. I advise you look that up. I'm gonna have to now because that's bizarre. Uh. But yeah, she's she's rerunning old strips and doing new ones in. The, that are establishing almost an alternate
1: continuity. It's weird. That's not... I mean, you know, having the character's age is fine enough. But with that kind of thing, you know, it's still essentially fluff. So having a continuity for fluff is kind of weird. Yeah. Keep keep in mind, I watched My Little Pony, and right now they are establishing a big bigger continuity. But that's a whole different thing. Well, also it's worth noting that in the later years of that
2: strip, it stopped being fluff. And it got... Way too serious. Oh. But yeah, I I remember those specials. I watched a few of those. Not horrible.
1: Not horrible. Not the worst.
2: Not as good as the Dennis the Menace
1: ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was a good cartoon. That was a good one. I remember the one where uh, Dennis finds like a magic pencil that can bring things to life. Oh, no. I remember even as a kid thinking, wow, this is pretty bizarre for a Dennis the Menace thing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I liked the 80s cartoon I thought it was pretty good Yeah, yeah I'd probably watch
1: it now as an adult and be like This is not good <laughs> Yeah, sadly some things don't hold up No But that's the way it is Muppet Babies totally holds up mm, I imagine it does It's
2: It's all on YouTube because of the whole legal rights issues Oh, sweet Yeah, because
1: we're never going to get an official release What's an interesting side note about that, looking back, is I always thought it was really cool that they had a, a, a clip from Star Wars in the opening credits, the uh, the TIE fighter battle. You know, Kermit Kermit or somebody opens a door and there's like, you can see a TIE fighter coming at them and then another character just slams it. I always, you know, even though at the time I was watching it, I wasn't acquainted with Star Wars. I'm, that's another story that's coming right up. Same here. But I always remember that was being pretty cool uh well disney owns both of those now so there's hope yet there's hope yet (laughs) there's hope yet uh but yeah there was a lot of
2: that stuff out there Um, i i always remember that the the video stores in the grocery stores they they tried i like i don't know how else to put it but they did try to do something cool with them uh i remember the one in randall's uh the grocery store that we visited a lot as kids Having a really cool video section, uh, they would uh, they remodeled it shortly before I wound up leaving. Uh, they did something really cool with it, and it was really neat. So yeah, I I, I loved the old grocery store video stores,
1: and of course you could rent video games from them. Oh god, yeah, lots of NES cartridges. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, even to this day, I'm behind on the console market. The last console I bought was a GameCube, and that was last year for my birthday. However, Game Boy, I had been fairly up on, so later in the Blockbuster, you know, Blockbuster was always the alternate store for us. It soon became one of the main stores we visited, but, you know, it was always, like, the alternate out-of-town solution, you know, for uh, a bigger selection. And yeah, they had Game Boy games, so I think I played most of the Game Boy versions of Zelda through rental copies. Cool. Cool. Like, I would rent them, and then get to a certain point, and then uh, return it, wait till they uh, put it back on the shelf, uh, and then just rent it again that week and finish the game. Nice. My family was not... We were not big on Blockbuster, uh, simply because
2: they were overpriced. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, looking back on it, in retrospect, they were right, and, um, like, okay... My my dad always really liked, uh, there was a video store. Now we're moving up into the Little Rock era, you know, to the Little Rock, Arkansas era, because that's kind of where the story hasn't naturally evolved. You know, my dad had a premiere video in Little Rock that he really liked. And in retrospect, I do too. I think they were probably a superior video store. But, you know, but Blockbuster, yeah, the the selection wasn't as good was the thing. Oh, really? Most of the time, they weren't actually the better selection because they... They put a high emphasis on new releases and right their back stock was not so hot. Yeah. But they but of course, as a kid, you loved that because you loved that they put a high emphasis on new releases. You know, while we're on the subject, I do want to point out something that is a perspective that I myself do not have. Uh, you know, having come from Houston, Texas to a pretty decent sized market in uh, Conway, which even at at that time being a college town was a big video market but uh amanda pointed this out for those who do not know amanda is my wife um she pointed out that she's a uh, you know she's from small towns and she pointed out that for small towns the video store was amazing because they didn't have movie theaters yeah that's that sounds right and so this was revolutionary for them and that you didn't have anything else to do so you went to the video store and that's what you did for fun right that was your that was your movie source. I know Huntsville, where uh, where my dad's parents lived and where uh, my brother now lives. That was a big deal for them. Was the video store?
1: Yeah, Harrisonville did have its own theater, but I mean, you know, small town Indiana. No, <laughs> no, no. And yeah, that was definitely that was definitely true.
2: So that was kind of what was cool was that you would have that option. Uh, you know, for small towns, that was really revolutionary. Yeah. You also had tears. I don't think we've really talked much about the fact that, I don't think that you ever hear this brought up, but we do, do need to point this out. This was not the days of the sell-through market where everything was priced about equally. Back in that day, there was a rental window. You had a win- window between when you could buy a tape and when you could rent it. This is true. Not Not for all titles. Not for all titles. You had, um, obviously back in the day you had, um, you know, your Disney titles would generally come out for sale at the same time because they knew that there was huge money in that. Those would be your standards for sale. Say that you were like a big fan of the Mighty Ducks or, um, a film like that. Well, you were waiting, you were waiting a few months to buy that.
1: Yeah. That makes sense for that because, you know, the, the video stores got to make their money if you can just go out and buy it, why rent it? So they would put the tapes on... Uh,
2: they would price the tapes at like 80 to to $100 a tape.
1: Yes. The thing I remember about that is, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? came out on video. And boy, was that movie popular. And the very strange thing about that was that it came out on DVD first. You know, at a time when not a lot of people had DVD players. I distinctly remember a lady going up to the counter and... uh like answer the card. It's like, well, you know, do do you know, uh, when we're gonna be able to buy like videotapes? It's like, well, no. I mean, to to purchase it, it's like a hundred bucks right now. Like, really? <laughs> it's amazing that you could buy like the DVD for twenty, thirty bucks, and uh, the the uh, less superior videotape for like a hundred.
2: Well, there's a there's a reason, and uh, I don't want to touch on that reason just yet, but. There's a reason. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Because I want want to stay on the tier thing for a moment, because I want to point out, this would lead to, in video stores, you would have very different tiers of qualities of, like, okay, your Blockbuster, they're going to have all the new releases, and they're going to have a lot of money invested in those new releases. So, they could afford to get, like, a bunch of tapes of Adam's family value. Right, They could afford to to do the outlay on that. They would have a little bit of a harder time if you were a smaller video store. So what you would do is that's where you would see a lot of your VidMark releases, a lot of your Full Moon movies, a lot of the Puppet Master movies, like a lot of your really bad uh, direct-to-video kids movies would come that way. You could always kind of, like, tell the tiers of video stores. I, I, even as a kid, I could notice a difference between, say, the Harvest Foods video store and the uh, Blockbuster in terms of what they were stocking. That's true. I do not remember that that was a thing, but that's true. And I feel like that probably is a key reason that you have a lot of the internet culture that you have today of people like us who grew up watching some of those movies grew up taking them home uh you know we were not that far removed from having done the fantastic four 1994 cast and really would that have
1: really been out of place with those movies absolutely not that's one they that would have definitely watched as a kid and remembered fondly i mean come on munchy was it really that was it that much worse <laughs> than Munchie? the answer no it was
2: a hell of a <laughs> lot better um but but i mean that's uh, that's being repetitive we've already addressed that but i'm just making the point that's what you had in that day was you you definitely had tears and one thing that i think that we're in danger of uh, passing over is the fact that remember that you could used to be able to rent vcr's
1: yes oh my god yes i oh wow That's amazing. I completely forgot about that, yeah. Uh, That was one memory I made sure to dredge up. That's such a bizarre thing. Like, it's not really for then because, you know, not a lot of people, uh, it was still a new thing, but wow. It was
2: was bizarre. I mean, but yeah, you used to be able to rent VCRs. And these were not like little easy-to-port VCRs. These were gigantic,
1: clunky pieces of equipment. I think we rented a few in the day. I was talking to my mom in the lead up to this cast, like just kind of saying, hey, this is what we're doing next. She's like, yeah. It's like, you know, we, we were thinking about uh, ways we could, like, just have, like, some nice family entertainment, and, uh, well, we we went and bought a VCR. I remember we also had a tape rewinder. Oh, man. That's
2: another That's, you know, not to sound too much like BuzzFeed, but that's another thing that kids
1: today will never remember hmm be kind rewind kids you used to have to rewind tapes and it was so fucking annoying when you got a tape home and you found that it was at the end of the tape and you had to rewind it before you watched it so annoying but yeah yeah totally a thing it, it was totally a thing
2: and you would you would usually have to sit there it would be aggravating
0: it it
1: literally took about four or five minutes to rewind through like a two-hour tape and it was even worse if
2: you had like one of those extra long play tapes that you mm. like when you would record tv and you would record like six to eight hours of TV. six hours
1: yeah. yeah i i had a number of those tapes um sometimes the vcr like would not kick into high speed mode until like two minutes in oh it would like rewind very slowly i have no idea why they did that yeah vcrs
2: Okay, real quick, I've got to address my thoughts on videotape. I know that there are people out there who are nostalgic for it. I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. What I'm trying to say about VCRs, yeah, I'm with you. I'm glad it's gone. Mm -hmm. To me, it was lower quality, far lower quality, so annoying Mm -hmm. to deal with. It was vastly inferior. Okay, I get the vinyl versus uh, CD argument. Oh, yeah. I understand that. Vinyl does have a better sound, and I can hear it and you know i i understand that um that's an argument that i'm willing to listen to i think that there's a reason that vinyl is making such a comeback but in this case you know to me it's the argument of cassette tape versus cd is the argument here and
1: no it's videotape stunk You know, there's a reason why eight track has never come back. Yeah, I mean, it's so inconvenient. Like, I've never had, I've never personally had to deal with eight track, but God, have I, God, have I heard about it? Have I read up on it? And just mm, no, it's it's it's
2: redundant and it's frustrating. It's just it's aggravating. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm I'm not a you know, video boxes were cool, but. You know, and I and and I can understand people who like want to collect the tapes and all that just for the
1: nostalgia. But my friend Peter, I was talking to yesterday. Hi, Peter. Uh, he's been making the rounds to flea markets and buying up those old tapes. Just uh, from what I see, it's like stuff that's mainly not available. And yeah, I could totally see that. But no, I was I was not. Uh, you know, so no, 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 no. Yeah, but you know, you could rent VCRs. You could rent
2: VCRs. Um, they were big clunk. I should note that we had one as long as I could remember, so. Same. Uh, my mother always likes to point out that I learned how to rewind it early on, and she told this to <laughs> several people who were doctors in charge of trying to figure out what was going on with my brain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boy. <Maybe laughs> later, we, we later got an answer on that, by the way.
0: Oh, yes. It's been mentioned
1: yes.
2: before. Go back and re-listen to the casts.
1: Yeah. Um, that was definitely, and I'm, you know, like, like-minded with that, uh, I keep hearing the same story over and over about how when I was two, we, they had, we had, like, a programmable TV where you could, like, you know, have certain channels set to buttons, and I would, like, program every button to the same channel over and over (laughs) and over. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. The...
2: The the home viewing experience back in that day was really, it was um, awesome. You know, when I moved to Conway, the big video store that we would do a lot of dealings with was uh, Hastings, uh, Mm -hmm. which was an all-in-one store. Actually, let me take back that was. It still is. Hastings is an all-in-one store. Uh, Let me note that as of this recording, the Hastings chain is
1: still around. Um, And it's doing quite well. We have one uh, over in Warrensburg. I haven't been to it, you know, because it's like 40 miles away. But they are an interesting chain. Mm -hmm. They
2: are a chain that essentially their attitude is evolve. They evolve aggressively. They made a major play for the comics market and have done quite well in it. When they realized that music was going downhill, they decided to get aggressive into the comic book market. They have very good graphic novel selection. They, uh, when they realized that the book market was starting to take a a tumble, they got aggressive into the used book market. Hmm. They're still aggressive in the video game market. Very aggressive. They're still aggressive in the video market. I mean, going to Hastings was an all-in-one experience as a kid. I didn't spend much time on the video end, much more on the, uh,
1: book end, but still. I haven't had much experience with Hastings, but I have been there. Last time I was there was, like, 2010... And um, yeah, I think they were still renting videos at that point, and they, they might still be, they I don't are know. they are still renting videos. To be clear. Oh, good, they're still renting videos. They're still
2: they'll ride that market as long as they can. They're very aggressive on TV on DVD too. I should note, which is one area where they oh, are able to have some success in the
1: rental market because right, I could see where that would yeah yeah because you know it's it's a uh, it's a time deferred uh, culture now as far as as far as tv goes yeah uh tv is a whole different
2: story um and a whole it different is. that's a whole different cast in terms of someone else's cast right the experts on tv are not us right yeah we're movie guys but yeah i mean i remember really i mean that 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 was a big that was a big thing for us and so yeah might not be a bad idea to touch on libraries too while we're in this
1: era mm true uh libraries i remember Again, uh, going back again, the Viersburg Library had a nice little selection of uh, children's titles. Mostly educational, I think. Sometimes not really. But yeah, they had a lot of the... Is it Random House? But Random House did do video. Golden Books also did video. But yeah, it was a lot of, like, the little, little kid titles that they stocked, I remember. They probably did more, but, you know, I didn't really look beyond that. Yeah, it wasn't until like real, uh, real late in the game, like teenage years, that I, uh, really got into the, got big into the uh, library video scene. That that's one that gets a
2: lot of jokes on TV, and like I know The Simpsons and Family Guy have both done jokes about it. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing: back in the day when The Simpsons was making the jokes about them, the library that I had access to, and I'm not gonna name which one because. Uh, we might be getting into some you know, I'm not, I don't want to offend anybody but, we don't want to get angry emails no, over it. <laughs> they were sketchy the The library that I was dealing with was sketchy in terms of their videos it seemed like the videos always had like no logos on the, printed on the tapes, it was always like a, mm. a marked logo, It was always like a sticker with something typed on it uh, uh, the quality wow. of the videos makes me wonder if they weren't possibly copied tapes. <laughs> I don't know for certain, so I can't say they were funny. The the library tapes that I was dealing with in that day and they weren't all that good. The selection wasn't The library that I was dealing with in that day, I was not a big fan of. To fast forward to today, the Central Arkansas Library System, which I will name because I feel like they're probably going to enjoy this plug, has a Phenomenal video selection uh anything you could want, you may have to wait for it. you may have to get on a waiting list, but across their multiple branches, they have an extensive selection, anything you could want as long as you're willing to wait for it, so they're great. good, no jokes about renting movies from the library. in fact, a lot of movies that I've watched for this cast I acquired
1: that way yes, and it's it's a really good source um I've always believed it and enjoyed the library video system. I have seen. Exactly a quarter of uh, the old Doctor Who that way. 250 episodes. Wow. Yeah, I think they have... I, I ate Doctor classic Doctor Who up when I discovered it in um, late 2004. But yeah, I mean, you can't... like I th- Especially now, I think they've spit, uh, stepped up their game on that, too. Just because they can. But yeah, go to your local library. Support your local library. It's a free system... It's great. I'll never fail of uh, hyping
2: the libraries, and as I said, um, if anybody's listening to this in Little Rock, you have no excuse. The Little Rock library system is one of the best that I've ever dealt with, and I I love them. Well, I mean they are the best that I've ever dealt with uh, extensively, but I I love the, I love the library. Um, I I am an aficionado, of course. I've mentioned before they get in all the graphic novels that I want, so. I have a feeling Marvel and DC may not be the biggest fans of them for that reason, but hey, (laughs) it is what it is. Yeah. It's not my fault, they're awesome.
1: Yeah, and the reason it's free is, I think, the reason that they can get away with that, Mm -hmm. which is uh, fantastic. Going a little back to the grocery store, radio store thing, Star Wars. I gotta tell my little Star Wars story. It was around 1997? That was when the special editions came out in the theaters. I remember, like, I have a rich history of movie going with my dad that continues to this day. I remember one day, it's like, hey, you know, they. I think they staggered the movies a bit when they released them in theaters. One a month? Yes, yes, exactly. I'm so sad that I missed out on that, but... I sure didn't. Ah, <sighs> dang. That was my, that was pretty pivotal for me.
2: Oh, yeah, I can imagine. When you're a bullied 13-year-old boy, um... Who is uh, who at the end of the year will be diagnosed with Asperger syndrome? Believe me, this mm-hmm. was this was a, a balm on a lot of wounds.
1: Yes, yes. I was about been about ten at the time, but yeah, we passed by a the theater. I was playing Return of the Jedi. She's like, "Hey, you want to see Return of the Jedi?" And me being the nerd that I am, it's like I kind of want to see the first two, and I kind of want to see the original version of it before I see the special edition. So. I did just that. I was like, I can't believe I waited this long for Star Wars, even though, you know, 10 would be about the right age that you go see Star Wars. Agreed. So, watched it. Loved it. I can't wait to, uh, you know, go back next week and see Empire Strikes Back. They didn't have Empire Strikes Back uh-huh. yet. What they did have was Return of the Jedi. So, even though my huge nerdiness wanted me to see them in chronological order... My impatience took hold, and I rented Return of the Jedi and watched that next. I regret that decision to this day. I'm sure you do. It's its not like there's not a lot that happened in between. It's Han Solo is a fucking carbonite and is in Jabba's palace. There is a character called Java. Boba Fett? Who is this Who is this new guy that's, that's suddenly helping them? Lando? Who's this fucking guy? Who, Yoda? Who the fuck is Yoda? Luke's missing a hand And <laughs> his dad is who? <laughs> no t- To be fair I did know a lot of that Like I yeah. knew kind of about Yoda And you know just through cultural osmosis Like Well Obi-Wan died in the first movie So I guess I knew he was a ghost But So a lot of that I did kind of know But at the same time You don't skip Empire Strikes Back and then when I when I went back and did watch Empire Strike Back, it's like, I already know what happens and at the end of this. It's lost its flavor. Now, Empire is my favorite of the three. Um, which I'm sure it is for a lot of people. But, you know, then it's like, ah, what was I thinking? Ah. <laughs> uh, <arg. laughs> so, yeah, I do regret missing the special editions in theaters. And, um uh, but... Yeah, the special edition thing is a whole thing that we won't get into, but it should remain the special edition and not the only edition. Disney, please, please remedy that. Yeah, come on, this is what y'all are
2: good at. Um, but as I said, I mean, to me, this was something that yeah, I, I, that was definitely a uh, a moment for me. I i i was kind of in a similar situation. I watched um, I watched Star Wars. I watched uh, Empire. I was trying to save Jedi for uh, theaters. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I gave in and watched it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that, that. But I did see all three in theaters. I've seen all six. Good. I've actually seen all seven theatrically released Star Wars uh, films.
1: Oh, you saw the Clone Wars one?
2: Yes, I did.
0: Our separation last time was... Uh... A bit abrupt, and I do blame Jabba for that. <laughs>
2: I'm not happy I did, but I did. <laughs> Again, subject for another day. Stinky the hut, my ass. <laughs> Truman Capote the hut. What the hell was that? But anyway, um, anyway, uh, I I get off topic. We're kind of nearing chronologically the point where let's talk about the decision that probably meant the downfall. Of the video store as we know it yeah
1: when everything went to digital
2: one decision that was made we could point to a lot of decisions but there were several very bad decisions that blockbuster made i i saw this point made and i i think that a good argument can be made that this probably was the decision that at least crippled the video store and that is dvd did not have the window that vhs had no and there was a reason that dvd did not have that window according to an article on slate and I feel like that's a pretty trustworthy source on this because um, they they have very good business reporting. The uh, head of Warner Brothers, uh, or, or whoever was heading up their video division, came to the head of Blockbuster uh, and said, look, we'll offer you the same window, you know, for VHS. Same. And he said no. Ha. Huh. Because uh, Warner Brothers and Sony were heading up the uh, DVD market. Had he said yes, the the window would have stayed in place. Hmm. He said no. Uh, A few years later, Blockbuster would also have the chance to purchase a uh, burgeoning rent videos by mail, and eventually that uh, company's Mm. goal was to uh, get into streaming. In fact, they named their company after that fact, Netflix. 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 Yeah, Netflix was always intending to go to streaming. For those who are unaware, that was that was always their intention. The yeah, they were just a little impatient and started the video market uh, first.
1: It was a good decision to transition. You know, it was, yeah.
2: it was an easy, it was an easy ease thing. Yeah. Um, look, I love Netflix, and uh, we will address them again a bit later. Um, they had a chance to purchase Netflix for fifty million. It would have been a pittance. <sighs> Because even at that moment, Blockbuster was, you know, again, Blockbuster, they were a little bit crippled because the DVD window going away meant that suddenly DVDs for sale became a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And that became a much bigger market was the sale market. Uh, the sell-through market became so much bigger, Walmart came to dwarf Blockbuster. And, and, you know, that's why you have such a major focus on buying videos now. Yeah. You'll notice that stores that sell DVDs and such are still doing just fine
1: oh yeah absolutely i think uh best buy has shrank their video section just a tiny bit but they still have quite a bit mostly make
2: room for their uh you know their iphones and ipads yeah that's true best buy is a good model i like best buy's model best buy is an evolver um but okay so they had getting back to this opportunity that they had to buy netflix they turned it down and just to put the burn in as bad as you can, they made a deal with Enron to develop their internet video market.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh no. Doesn't get much worse than that. Must have been especially uh, painful when they had to carry Enron the smartest guys in the room. Which is an awesome documentary. If you've never seen it, I haven't. I need to remedy that. If you watch it, you will realize just how simple the Enron scandal was. Yeah. I I just remember uh, one of my college professors, Mitch Bryan, hey Mitch, if you're listening, saying that the things that go on in that movie are straight up gangster shit. It is. Talking about my compensation, and if I step on somebody's throat on the way, that doubles it? Well, I'll stomp on the guy's throat.
2: Uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you watch this, you'll realize the Enron scandal was just that simple. Because mm-hmm. initially I thought, no, there's no way it's that easy. There's no way that it was that basic. No, it was that basic. I, I highly recommend the film. But yeah, they that, that, that was one that they had to deal with. Uh, just for a moment, I do want to note that uh, Blockbuster had a policy of never carrying porn and never carrying NC-17 rated movies. Good. If you want to know why uh, your mom and pop video stores were able to thrive... <laughs> that's that's why that's why um a uh, one of the video stores in conway that's still standing would stock that stuff and they they were able to survive that way because they were because they were able to carry stuff that blockbuster wouldn't that became their niche was that they would carry stuff that they didn't but yeah blockbuster they wouldn't carry porn and they wouldn't carry nc-17 movies i agree with the first part I think that's a smart decision. I, I I don't blame them for that. I think it's a good decision. It's a good mm-hmm. business
1: decision. I don't agree with the second part. No, NC-17. Most theaters still won't play NC-17 movies. Uh, a lot of the independents will, even unrated ones like the art houses. Um. <sighs> We don't want to... The problem with the MPA thing is way bigger than this cast and needs to be its own separate cast. And we will do that one. We yeah, will do it. That one is within the year. Yes, it is. But I, I agree. They should have. Yeah, they didn't. That
2: probably had a lot to do with why you saw the NC-17 marginalized. Because Blockbuster held that much sway. Uh, with Blockbuster going away... You're increasingly starting to see studios taking more risks. Mm-hmm. Killer Joe was released last year with an NC-17 to very good response. Hmm. The uh, Matthew McConaughey film and was oh nice actually cited as one of the reasons that McConaughey's career started to come back in
1: full bloom. So yeah, I think John Waters released uh, a a a Dirty Shame. He did with NC-17. He was proud of that. He was very proud of that it's funny if you listen to him in interviews uh you know he says that you know that's that's one that i was going to rent where was it no i was going to watch it on netflix but then i realized it was the r-rated version you know he, in interviews uh john waters says yeah so we have the nc-17 version and then we have like the r-rated version it's called the neutered version huh. like on the box it's called the neuter version well, at least he was honest uh <laughs> yes I, you know i'm glad we're on this subject because of course, that was another
2: thing that started to proliferate uh, in, in that era was, you know, in the DVD era especially, because you could get multiple cuts on one uh, disc.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the unrated version started to become a thing. Nine times out of ten, the unrated version is crap. Yeah, it is. Just because it's like extra shit that they wanted to, not even for ratings like it became, but just... Yeah, because the initial versions that were
2: unrated were intended to be the versions that they had to get around the censors. These are not. These are rarely, like, if you see a PG-13 movie come out and it's got an unrated cut, you know there's nothing more severe in it. No,
1: not really. Sometimes every once in a while it's something that they had to cut out to avoid an R. But, yeah, the makers of Sex Drive, Mm -hmm. a... Wonderful little comedy that I
2: highly recommend people watch. It's now on Netflix. I highly recommend it. I, I think it's one of the most underrated comedies of recent years. They openly mocked the idea of doing an unrated cut. So they just deliberately <laughs> threw in a bunch of scenes that were obvious. And they said right up front, our cut was the theatrical cut. You know, we're happy with the theatrical cut. That was the movie we set out to make. Right. And when I had an option, because I did rent it and watch it with friends, um, I prefaced it with the apology that if I'm wrong about this, you guys uh, can be mad at me. I was not wrong about it. Um, It was just, I mean, I said, we're not watching the unrated cut. Um, Judd Apatow does unrated cuts for his movies, and... I really wish that the theatrical cuts were more available. Mm-hmm. Talladega Nights on DVD is not the same movie that you saw in theaters and that's kind of a loss. Some of the new scenes are great. Some of them you see some real missing scenes. Um yeah, because sometimes scenes get cut to make
1: way and I, so I'm not I'm not a big fan of unrated cuts. Um, I will say I do like I do like the super bad unrated cut.
2: Yeah, I would have I, not- I haven't seen that actually. Yeah, but see, super bad or just the unrated? Oh, cut? the unrated cut. I've seen the I've seen the
1: theatrical cut multiple times. I love that movie. Oh yeah, oh that's a, that's, that's a great, great movie.
2: That's that's such a great feel good movie.
1: Somewhere I own the a replica of the McLovin license. Nice. <laughs> well, okay, I can imagine that that one would probably be
2: pretty good uh, in an, in that cut because I would imagine that they probably that one the structure was so loose that I could imagine that the extra scenes wouldn't be too out of place. Yeah, it worked. It worked. I noticed that we're ignoring laser discs. So let's just continue to do that. Yeah, I didn't own one. I knew people who did. I didn't own them.
1: I have no. I have nothing to say. I don't know anything about them. I have only. I have only had one experience with laser discs, and that was at my uh, college library. I watched Nightmare Before Christmas on it. I mean, it, it's an analog format. It's, you know, in standard definition, it wasn't really all that different from a videotape, except you don't have the hisses and pops. But I do remember you did have to flip the disc over for the second half of the movie, so that sucked. And that's a short movie. That's only 76 minutes. It is. On a huge disc.
2: It's like, uh. (laughs) ah. Yeah, Laserdisc didn't catch on. There's reasons. There were advantages to it, but they would uh, not really become fully formed until they were uh, shrunk down to size.
1: Yeah, they weren't portable. Videotapes needed to be portable. You know, we're coming up to, I think, my uh, preteen slash teenage years. Aardvark uh, Video in Harrisonville. Wait, your video store was named Aardvark 2? Yes. Hmm, there was one in Hot Springs. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, it was a chain. I, I didn't exactly know how widespread it was, but I guess it was pretty widespread. They were as close to a mom-and-pop store as you could get. I remember I ran a lot of the Garfield titles there. That was really cool. Like, all the specials and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I did, too. As I said, I love
2: Garf. hmm Whatever flaws it has as a merchandising juggernaut, I do love Garfield. Absolutely. And before anybody asks, yes, that even includes that, if you're wondering. The movie? I liked it, so shoot me. It <laughs> had Bill Murray in it, so... It was a Garfield movie. It was a real Garfield movie, and it did... it. It delivered a genuine Garfield movie. I'm sorry. It delivered what I asked of it. That's good. I mean, the first line of the movie is, I hate Mondays.
0: I hate Mondays. Ha!
1: There you go. That's perfect. And he's sleeping in a bed that looks exactly like his bed, so... Excellent. But yeah, work Video. That has a long history in uh, Harrisonville, the town I had spent the second half of my childhood, like my teenage years. work Video... And then, uh, they moved, like, across the parking lot. Uh, Video Warehouse opened up. And something I couldn't help but notice was that... Pretty much, uh, all of the old videos at Video Warehouse still bore the, uh, Aardvark Video Label. It's like, huh, that's what happened to them. But yeah, Video Warehouse... Ah, I have a story. It's very... It's still painful. Apparently, Aardvark Video had a a lot of vintage tapes that are no longer available. Well, obviously, but... They're just rare. The two specifically are the videotape for hardware boards. Oh wow! Yeah. <coughs> oh,
2: Cheapers, what is it, Augie Ben Doggy? Did you feel a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced? No, just a
1: headache. I remember my dad telling me stories about how at his college library. Like, they they actually had, like, a film reel of Hardware Wars. And so, of course, I saw it in the video store. It's like, hey, Hardware Wars! And that specific... Like, Hardware Wars is still freely available. Like, you can buy it on DVD. I have, like, a, a joke special edition copy of it where they, you know, on the heels of the Star Wars Special Edition, modified it with a bunch of uh, new jokes with CG and whatnot. Yeah, the original videotape had... It was basically set up like a like a theater, like an old theater experience. There was a cartoon, there were a couple trailers, then there was a movie. Hardware Wars was one of the trailers. Like, it was like the first thing on there. And then Bambi vs. Godzilla hmm. was also on there. Bam! Yes. Very short, 90-second film. Very simple, very funny. The third thing on there was a funny thing I have not seen since. if that's out there i'll i'll post it if it's on i'm sure all these are on youtube i will post them all yeah i've seen bambi versus godzilla definitely oh yes um the last one was like the feature it was like a 20 minute thing called porkalypse now it was basically a retelling of apocalypse now only with um fresh meat okay (laughs) Like it played with a lot of the things, like you know, at the 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 ending of uh, Apocalypse. Now, you know, as they get closer to uh, the Marlon Brando character, there are more and more skulls, and um, well, the way they play with that is, you know, there's there is more there is more meat. It wasn't the best, but it was funny. The other video is uh, a Weird Al, like the Weird Al mockumentary, The Complete Al. Ooh,
0: nice. It was here that an eager Al Yankovic embraced academic life. He selected architecture as his field of study for its long tradition of design, aesthetics, importance to Western civilization, and, as Al himself would later admit, it was listed first in the school catalog.
1: Both of those were multiple renters, but I've come to learn that those are both extremely rare, and at some point they got rid of those videos, And, you know, they didn't just throw them away. They sold them. And I completely missed the window that they sold them. Ugh. Ugh! Those would be ones I would still be holding on to today. Yeah. But anyway, those are regrets. So if you you have come across those and or have had those, or have those, name your price I'm willing to buy them. (laughs) But, anyway, putting children's titles on DVDs was still a thing. Probably not the same. You know, it was mostly like putting stuff that was on TV on DVD. It's a lot more generic nowadays. It is. It's mostly focused
2: on what's current. Because back in the day, they were just cramming everything.
1: Didn't matter if it was recent or
2: not. They were cramming everything on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And now it's just like, oh yeah, these are the the current episodes of Littlest Pet Shop. Oh look, there are like five of them. Okay, have fun with that. And, oh, look, there's current episodes of fucking Spongebob. Have fun with that.
2: Well, I mean, admit, admittedly, they do have the, the season sets. Uh, that's a, that's one thing they we, do. we should mention. TV on VHS didn't exist. Hardly. You might get a couple of episodes or, like, the time-life where they would release episodes through them. Mm-hmm. But you sure didn't have season sets because they would have been
1: enormous. No. There's a the thing, though. I think HBO actually did make an effort to do that. They did. There does exist, like, the first couple seasons of The Sopranos on VHS. It does? Yes. They don't sell them anymore, of course, but. Because I remember. Uh, There's a point. There's a period of time in 2002 I was in the hospital, uh, at Shriners Hospital getting my leg lengthened. And my dad said, I just watched The Sopranos. It's really, really good. And he had read them on VHS. So when I. When I got home, we ran them again on DVD. It's like, oh, I didn't know this was widescreen, huh? Yeah. But, but yeah, so as the DVD era started to come more into focus and they were releasing seasons, yeah, some did. Of course, nowadays, every TV show gets a
2: DVD release. Every single fucking one. In in several cases, it's a, we're
1: desperately trying to recoup our money, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. One, th- one thing they did manage to catch, actually, um... Police Squad in color was on uh, VHS Yeah, it was Yeah, I still own those VHS tapes That that was easy to do because it was only six episodes Right Of course that was
2: done to cash in on the movie version, The Naked Gun Right Which, oh man, I, what more do you need to say? It was The Naked Gun, that's it, end of story
1: Absolutely That was also a big multiple renter as a kid Oh, me too, I watched all of those
2: movies multiple times I loved The Naked Gun <laughs> movies and I have a feeling if I watched them as an adult I would still love them Absolutely. the third one might be a little dated because of how very 1990s it is but oh well um, but I mean yeah the TV was a big thing uh, I remember that um, I remember my first DVD that I got uh, the first two DVDs that we got were my brother got This Is Spinal Tap on DVD Aha. with the uh, complete with the in character commentary track
0: <laughs> what was your problem here? It couldn't get did, out. D- oh, I thought you were going to suffocate at first. <sighs> I did too. I stopped breathing. Well, it's very distracting to the song because it's a great song. It is a great song. Yeah. Nobody's listening now. No. See, so I'm not listening. But you so, know what's amazing is that you kept playing right on through. A third yeah, professional. Yeah. yeah. Professional. Well, as best you could, anyway. Best yeah. I could. Yeah. yeah. yeah but this only happened thing. once you see this is what I'm saying This. why doesn't he show creation any night yes. of the nights I know where I'm out of the hole because he he you, bl- it's like a night. tabloid it's like tabloid filmmaking yeah you right go for the shit yeah
1: well if you haven't listened to those it's still available they're brilliant I
2: I believe the in-character track was ported over uh, that DVD was a as completest as you could get. It was a treasure trove of, like, they had two hours of deleted scenes on it.
1: And that was the other thing that the DVD uh, era brought out was knowing more about your favorite films, actually getting commentaries, getting extra stuff. Ah, so good. The DVD that I got that Christmas was
2: uh, X-Men. So I, I was eager to watch the deleted scenes there.
1: Yes, and oftentimes it's like, why wasn't this in the movie? And of course, you know, knowing more about film now, I know why they were in the movie. I've heard that the DVD for Prometheus,
2: uh, I've heard that the mm-hmm. uh, deleted scenes for that explain every problem that I had with the movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Which is amazing. Still not gonna watch it. Yeah. No, <laughs> not going no there.
1: Things. No, no, not going there. We've been debating back and forth whether to do Prometheus cast, and ultimately, as of right now, it's not really on the schedule.
2: There's just... there's other people that have taken that film to, to task. Yeah. We we just... there's no... and here's the thing. Even if the deleted scenes fixed my problems with the plot, they're not going to fix my problems with the acting. No, And they're not going to fix my problems with why is Guy Pierce in this movie. They're not going to fix those
1: problems, so no. Why do the characters make the stupid-ass on-the-spot decisions that they do? Well, supposedly that some of those are explained in the deleted scenes. I don't care. <laughs>
2: no. I too just, late. I, yep, too late. You lost me. Um. But anyway, uh,
1: yeah, uh, X-Men was my first DVD. My first? I am proud to say it was The Simpsons' first season. Ah. Well mm. done. <laughs> Yes. Well done. I just remember putting it on and going, keep in mind... Okay, the thing to keep in mind is, up to that point, I had been taping all the Simpsons episodes off of uh, TV and trying to, like, collect seasons that way. I had, like, seven or eight tapes full of uh, Simpsons and Futurama episodes. So, of course, when DVD season sets came out, that stopped that. And so, of course, that's over air. We didn't really have cable uh, until recently. Um, So, you know, it's all grainy and all like, static-y and whatnot. I just remember putting it on and thinking, holy shit, I can see everything! (laughs) The clarity of DVD is a beautiful thing. Mm, yes. Even even now, or there's a reason why DVD is still available, even though Blu-ray has kind of taken precedence. It's still a viable format. It is. Yeah, you're in the DVD era,
2: and I was in my mid-teens at that point, and... (sighs) I hate to say it, but a certain amount of the thrill was going away, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The mystery and wonder of the video store, which had used to have been such a cool place, was starting to dissipate a bit because, in large part, because I was spending more time at the theater than I was on video. Right. To me, my attitude was, because video rentals were so expensive in that day, and going to the theater was so not in Conway, like, the difference was... Like, five bucks to see it in the theater at a bargain matinee, which is still actually about the price Uh, if you go to the early bird showings, uh, Cinemark is awesome, versus like four
1: bucks to rent. So it's like, well, I'd just rather go ahead and go to the theater. Yeah. Uh, It was still still going strong in my teenage years, you know, renting TV shows again, you know, watching uh, stuff like The Sopranos and Six Feet Under and... Uh, both shows I unfortunately to this day have not finished. I need to remedy that somehow. I really wish HBO would make a deal with Netflix. They're not going to, but I wish they would.
2: No, HBO has way too much money invested in themselves.
1: Yeah, they have their own service. Again, which I wish they would put out as a solo thing, independent from their cable service. They will. (sighs) They will. It's, It's a matter of time. That's true. That's true. That's where it's going. But, yeah... You yeah, know, running TV shows was, again, uh, now a big thing at that point. and And, uh, you know, seeing a bunch of movies and watching the special features. God, I used to be a special features junkie. I'm not so much now. Me either. There's just too much and so little time now. It was especially fun when Lord of the Rings came out in their extended editions. Jackson put so much into those. He still does. Yeah, they're, those are very definitive. Yeah, with the new, uh, I Only Extended issue of the first Hobbit film, and yeah, he continues that. I'm happy to see. But yeah, getting those home, watching the special features. I don't know, there's not much more I could say about the DVD beyond that basic thing. Yeah. I do have a memory, uh, very late in the game, of, uh, I mentioned Vega Warehouse. Uh, to continue that history, they They're bought by a chain called Movie Gallery which bought up a lot of chains in my area. And when they were a movie gallery, like in my senior year in high school, like in that summer between high school and college, they had like a little apparatus where you could drop quarters in. And if the, your quarter landed on a specific platform, then you got free movie. Well, I figured out how to get it to land on that platform every single time. Nice. Yes, and, of course, you know, the, st- the uh, store employees knew it, and I became kind of a thing, like, every Friday night. It's like, oh, drop the quarter on, and eventually it got to, the, like, yeah, okay, go ahead and pick out your video. <laughs> <laughs> they they never minded, because I actually did get another one and paid for services. Well, yeah, you were, you know, I'm, you were the kind of customer they liked having go in there. Um,
2: again, in my case, I would, in my case uh, about that era, it was more that I was coming to know the theater employees, because of course, at that point, most of them were my classmates, uh, including my friend Lauren, who always used to be good at uh, helping me see movies for uh, nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: For nothing was how I got to see Lilo and Stitch, nice, like Jackass the movie, and uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't all good. That was also how I got to see uh, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Again, notice the outlier there. It was free. But it was for free, so it was okay. Um, but as I said, I really loved the video store era, but I'll tell you the moment that I could tell that it was coming to an end was when the grocery store, video store started to go away. Yeah, that's no longer a fixture. It is and it isn't. I'll make an argument that it still kind of is, but... Uh, yeah. Again, that's the, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, it, I remember Harvest Foods closed about 1997... Harvest Foods itself closed almost immediately thereafter. Kroger started to phase theirs out about 1998 1999. I remember the last thing like one of the last movies I ever rented from them was uh, Shakespeare in Love. Hmm. So so at least I don't know what the actual last movie that I rented from them was but if if in my mind
1: I go with that as the answer then I'm glad because at least it ended well you know. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that the last movie I've rented ever was probably The Last Airbender. It was for the what cast. That it was for the cast, yes, it was for a good because Mm-hmm. The cause being ripping it to shreds. But yes. Yes. Um
2: I remember that when the vi- that when the grocery store video stores started to go away, that was the canary in the coal mine. It was like this is not about this is not gonna last. Um and when the video store died it I've heard some people say that it died a slow death. I've heard some say that it died a fast death. I would go with. Th- I think it was slow. It was slow, but also kind of quick. I think both are accurate interpretations. Yeah. Movie gallery folded fast. I think they went away about 2009 or so. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, 2010. I take it back. They. I think they lasted until 2010. Fairly recent. They. They were fairly recent. Uh, but they went. But when they went, they went fast. Blockbuster, of course, just now, but but that's not accurate because Blockbuster died
1: slowly. Oh yeah, I think I I just started patronizing them again, uh, like mid to early last year because of course I needed sources for movies on this cast, and they're uh, they there's, there's still existence and uh, good place to go. <sighs> I went in there and it was a sad experience, like the first time for years. Yeah, they were they were practically giving rentals away at, like, 99 cents. You know, they, one thing uh have to note, I guess, uh, you know, they came into scandal for their late fees. Yeah. One of the things they did was say, hey, no late fees, but, you know, if you don't return it after seven days, uh, you bought it. And if you return it after you bought it, then, well, we have to charge you, like, a two fifty nine dollars reshelving fee. It's still a late fee, but it's more convoluted. They just they just said fuck it and did away with that They brought back the late fees Because nobody cared anymore You know
2: what, I think late fees are a good thing Personal responsibility here It is, they are Again, one of the libraries that I patronized as a kid I'm not naming the library They didn't do much on late fees And as a result I mean, books just It was, it was disastrous for them mm. Little Rock Library System charges you fines And they're pretty firm on them I currently owe them a little bit of money that I desperately need to get to them.
1: Yeah, same with the current library system here. I owe them like two bucks. But
2: you know what? <laughs> they keep their stuff in stock and they will charge you. If you if a book doesn't come back, they'll charge you. They'll bill you immediately. On the late fees thing, it used to be annoying when you would like loan your card to someone and then they'd rack up the late fees. Hillary and uh, mm. Nathan, I seriously hope you're listening. <laughs> and of course they could probably say the same for me. Um <laughs> but you know i mean it, it it was what it was yeah but yeah that was yeah with blockbuster boy
1: they got desperate
2: towards the end
1: yeah and of course um just recently i rated the uh, i rated their going away sale i got like jesus i made it like a bandit i got like 14 movies from them it's just that bad like it was still sad to see everything just on sale and one thing I want, I have to mention. That I keep wanting to bring up, but just haven't had the right. The local video store called SRO Video. It was like a staple of the local uh, video store scene until twenty eleven. They closed their doors. Uh, I got, I got two seasons of Lost that way, uh, and a few movies. Nice. Yes, yeah, so I got Son of Rambo from them. Ah, uh, that was that was painful. Like that was one that I really wanted to work for eventually, but that you know, of course that never happened. That's one of the other things I regret, you know, not, not being able to work for a video store. That was like, that was like my dream teenage job that just never came to fruition. So it would have been cool, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, SRO video, again, you know, tying into the porn thing, they carried a lot of porn titles up on like, you know, the higher shelves where little kids can't reach them. Um, in a separate room, they carried the family entertainment and, uh, like, they stocked the NC-17 titles. Like I was saying with, uh, you know, John Waters a Dirty Shame, they carried the NC-17 version of his movie. You know, they had, like, director's sections, like where they just grouped uh, certain directors. You know, Tarantino, Alexander Payne, uh, Scorsese. They had a whole section of local films that were free to rent. Cool. My One of my teachers, Todd Norris. Hi, Todd, if you're listening. I had a movie called Killing Michael Bay, he had like a DVD version of that, I remember renting from there. Uh, yeah, they had everything, DVD and video. And it, was really, it was really heartbreaking to see that close, more so than uh, Blockbuster.
2: But as I said, Hastings is still around. In time, I could see them going out of the video store business and going into something else. But they'll keep evolving. Yeah. Yeah, Hastings is not in any danger. They're They're doing fine. Oh, no. And then let's see, also around, uh, you've got um, RAO Video in Little Rock, which I've been meaning to get around to and discuss, which is the uh, time-wise, they're probably neck and neck for one of the very first video stores in America. Nice. Chronologically, I can seemingly link them to late 1977, which is about the time that the first recognized video store opened. You know, they're probably not the first, but they're one of the very earliest video stores in the country. They're still existent uh, in Little Rock off Main Street. Good shop. I've got a membership card there. I've occasionally rented from them. going to have to in a couple months for one of our casts. I want to point out, that's there. That's in existence. Otherwise, video stores in the Little Rock area, I think there's like one or two others. But, I mean, for that, really, the the video
1: renting has mostly been taken over by those little red kiosks. Yeah, the Redbox. I like Redbox. I do patronize them from time to time. They're... They're a good source for new releases. But that's all they're good for. That's it. Exactly.
2: Their back stock is woeful. That's not what they're intended for, admittedly. But, you know, because of the size of them, they can't stock a variety. But I can't help but wish that they would. That's what what they specialize in, is new
1: releases. And they're useful for that. Yeah, they are. Blockbuster, for a very short time, tried their hand at the kiosk market. I don't exactly know what happened. It didn't work. They're not around anymore. Redbox had the monopoly. Yeah, they did.
2: As I said, Redboxes can be found a lot at grocery stores. They can be found all over. I'm not a big fan. No, we patronize them, but we're not happy about it. <laughs> it. It's more down to I don't have any other options. Right, exactly. What we do like, at least I know that I do, is Netflix. Netflix. Let's give some love to Netflix. Because, man, do I love Netflix. Uh, $9 a month.
1: Oh, yeah. It's totally worth it. Um, 15 if you really want to get their DVD service. They have more titles that way, but... You know, at 9 bucks, it's, uh... If you have streaming only, it's still a really fucking good deal. There was a lot made when they dropped titles at the beginning of the year. But what gets ignored is that they rotate titles in and out constantly. Right. There are things that are, uh on my instant list that show back up it's like oh yeah that's back sweet yeah i can watch that now titles come and go they always add
2: new stuff they've got a lot of interesting stuff what we would recommend off netflix oh it's too long to list just we recommend miami connection definitely yeah yeah at at this point we hope you've sat down and enjoyed that one yeah i like netflix i'm 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 definitely pro netflix um you know at this point that's where the video market has gone is streaming digital it's gone digital every like everything it's gone digital digital comics which i'm actually surprised that i'm a fan of if you haven't played with comiXology i highly recommend it
1: i have there it's
2: it's good i'm not so big on digital books not yet a convert to that um like i like comiXology because it's something different from comics uh Mm. i like the panel by panel guided view i think that's fun Uh, Digital books I'm still not
1: quite sold on. I really hope that Blu-ray does not go away anytime soon. That's what I fear the most, is uh, physical copies of movies going away. Because I am not a huge fan. I love streaming, um, because it's a nice, again, it's a nice replacement for the rental system. But I do not enjoy owning movies digitally. Like, only digitally.
2: I don't like not owning something that I can't touch.
1: Right, exactly. For one, there's digital rights management involved. And yeah, yeah, they had those on D V D and Blu-ray too. But you can play those anywhere. That's the point. And you know, that's fairly universal. But no, not a fan. I don't want I don't want to own a movie that I can only watch with iTunes. No. Fuck Apple T V. Yeah. Just fuck it.
2: I'm just I'm not a fan. Uh I'm not a fan. No. I'm at the end of the day I still patronize like I talk about how I like digital comics. At the end of the day, I'm still putting down ten to fifteen bucks at a comic shop each week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
2: that's how I roll.
1: Yeah, same with. I've been getting a little into the comic scene recently. I love owning the physical um, comics. Like I, I'm more of a graphic novel guy. Well, I think graphic novels are awesome. Yes, like I love. I love the shorter form. Again, the the only real running series that I read now is My Little Pony, but. I really want to expand into other uh, IDW titles, just because hey, they do a pretty good job with their uh, licenses.
2: Yeah, I mentioned uh, Ninja Turtles; they're doing great with that. Uh, I'm reading the X-Files series right now, and it's just dynamite. It's, oh, sweet! It's 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 very much a true. If you're a big fan, it's which I am. It's very much the same stuff. So I'm on that, or month to month, and I'm loving it. So uh, cool. You have that. You have options out there. I mean.
1: Yeah, there are options. Library, Netflix, digital, definitely streaming. And uh, you can rent movies off YouTube. That's that's actually a pretty good uh, way to do that. Uh, Yeah, Warner Brothers, I know, does a lot with that. Yeah, you can also rent, uh, you know, Amazon has their own little instant thing. But, you know, they do something that Netflix doesn't, which you can rent movies. If you don't have the subscription, you can still rent movies and TV shows off of uh off of them i'm not so big on renting tv shows off of them because hey if i wanted to do that i could just go netflix and or buy the series yeah on uh blu-ray or dvd but you know i watched godzilla that way uh when we did our godzilla cast um and that was a really good option they have a really good player on there I, i was able to library that one so yeah before we go i do have to uh give a shout out to uh video stores that are still operating in kansas city I haven't really been to them, so I can't really account for how good they are. But since they're still around, you know, I assume they're pretty good. Uh, there's one called Family Video. I think that's a chain. Um, looks like they still have rental. You know, they have like a pizza store tied in with them, and a, I guess a fitness place. And there's another one called Video Mania, which is a hu- I guess, a really huge store. And uh, yeah, they carry adult titles adult titles but yeah they still rent they're there so if you live in kansas city there you go i mentioned the little rock ones those are you know again
2: if you're in little rock rio video and uh you know if you live in conway hastings yeah good shops good selection but uh i mean again that's that's the selection that's that's where it stands now i hate that it's gone i think there's pluses and minuses to what we've got today but it's never going to be as much fun it's never I guess that's what makes me sense it's never going to be as much fun as it was then
1: no, no, that is one of the things that unfortunately was born out of the limitations that we don't have today, yeah uh, which is that' it's the only source. And I was okay with that being the only source yeah it's it's going to in an interesting place it is there's more saturation now which is good slash bad, but uh well I mean it is good saturation is actually pretty good is It a is a good thing because you have more you have more. You just have more. You can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. can't do everything, obviously, but you can, you know, anything you want to seek out, you can. It, it is what it is. It's, uh... Yeah. We'll always have the memories. We will. And, hey, that's what counts. Farewell Video Store, you were fun. Adieu. Adieu. So that's the past. Let's talk about the future. Mm-hmm. What's next on the film room? Oh, next is a fun one. This this one is, uh, was actually going to... I bumped it down a bit. This was my birthday cast, Leica. Mm-hmm. Kind of a double feature cast. Yeah, it's definitely a double feature cast, because at this point, they only really have two movies out. But it's one of those, they're kind of burgeoning. They have another film coming out in this next year uh, that I cannot wait to see, they to keeping stop motion alive. I'm so glad that this can still exist.
2: Yeah. Uh, For those who are unaware of the two films that they've done, that's uh, Coraline and Paranorman. And I know that at least Paranorman is on uh, Netflix. In fact, that's one that they're using extensively in their advertising to try and convince people to use Netflix. It's a good choice. Um, I I know that at least that one's on Netflix, so uh, if you haven't seen it, not to give too much away, but we're not going to go against the film, okay? We're not going to trash it. No, we're putting our praise hats on for this one. Yeah, that's going to
1: be fun. So yeah, that's about the thing. You can email us at uh, filmroompodcast at gmail.com. If you're coming at us from iTunes, you can find us on our blog where we were hu- we will have tons of links to videos and or video stores and or everything. This this was pretty extensive. You can find us on our blog at thefilmroom.podbean.com. That is also the source of our podcast. So You can find us on our Twitters. Uh, we are at Film Room Cast. Uh, we post, you know, updates to how the cast is coming along and um, just movie news and thoughts on movies and whatnot. Our individual Twitters are, of course, Austin is at Untitled User. I am at Primitive Man PRD. You can find all sorts of stuff there. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash the Room is a direct link. Like us there. Be sure to click that like button. We post the cast. Well, we post the cast on all our outlets. But yeah, there we both post and uh, we'll post like little mini reviews of movies we just saw. We'll post movie news, right? Share movie news and lots of good stuff there. Yeah, this this was a marathon cast. Uh, Absolutely.
2: We knew it was going to be. We knew, yes. We wanted to be as comprehensive as possible. This was a ride. But anywho, uh, I'm Austin Shin. I'm Albert Wiltefong. And y'all, be kind, rewind. Also a good movie.
0: There's more to lie Than this whole place has Put your dreams in suitcase Go to explore another than in a spot